please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. Welcome to Wired Shut. I'm your host, Jesse. He's your host, Logan. I'm your host, Logan. He's your host, Jesse. He did it. He finished the thing that he he fucking started. You son of a bitch. Yeah. As I've told you for years, podcasts are about setting up something and then refusing to do it ever again so that your audience constantly goes, oh, he's going to do the thing. He didn't do the thing. So we're just edging our viewers, our viewers, basically. Yeah. Cool. We can do that. Um, welcome to the official Cocktease podcast, where we set you up for premium, regular content, and instead, um, we talk about uh, Logan cheering his wife. Hmm. Instead. Um, so first things first, that <clears throat> that cursed TV show on Netflix is pretty crap. Yeah, I've had, had that on in the background because it just it just popped up and we're like, hey, or whatever, while we worked on other stuff. Um, the, <clears throat> I'm not sure the girl in that can act. I'm not sure there's actually a plot. All I do is keep looking up and seeing her being violently uh, yeah, it's pretty harassed by a group of people, killing them or t- maiming them or something, having a flashback and then moving on to the next it, it area. It also feels like a weird have your cake and eat it too thing where she's supposed to be the main character, but all the plot is happening to the love interest and Merlin. <laughs> Yeah, I. Is, is that, I yeah, I don't know. It it just also it does horrific like stylized um, scene fades. Yeah, I've noticed it that. Just aggressively. Some really murky, well, not murky, but questionable, um, creative choices when it comes to the mystical stuff happening on screen, in terms of effects and stylization yes i'm like hang on why did that grizzly why did that uh, grizzly bear yeah yeah why did that grizzly bear take a clean heavy swipe at a four-year-old girl and then not continue to swipe i don't not sure why yeah why did it stand up to scare her get stuck in the wall and then yeah yeah it's just you watch warrior nun I think I watched one episode where she was fighting someone and then wasn't. It was weird. Wow. Um, I think I got to like episode three and I intended to go back. I just haven't. The only thing I've read about it is that there are like, in terms of theories about what the show is actually about, that uh, the angels are there angels in this show are actually aliens yeah really yeah it's a, it's a graphic novel so presumably that's already made clear somewhere the else plot different... exists somewhere you can just read it yeah. <clears throat> yeah um i i keep meaning to remind myself to watch the show devs Hey, same here, because of the poster and the thing that keeps 
showing up in front of me to look at. And it's got, what's yeah. his face from? Nick Offerman. Nick, Nick Offerman. Ne? So apparently this is all neat cut from it's it's very reminiscent of um ex machina oh right <laughs> i don't know why but i thought you were gonna say true true calling <laughs> it's a true 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 calling there you go. um yes it's a, it's another alex garland joint oh yeah okay so um Softly lit, um, high concept sci-fi. Yes. Yep. Um, beyond that, don't know much. I think it involves potentially the breakdown of reality. Oh, of course. Cool. So season one and two and three of Westworld. Free will determinism as well as... Yeah. Silicon. I was very disappointed that Westworld presented a nihilistic premise that was probably accurate to how the real world works and then told you no we don't have to believe that if we don't want to <laughs> yeah what's the alternative here just not going down that path and well because the the show did the whole we tried to work out what free will was and the more we looked the more we realized there was no such thing yep um and then after that they then went oh but Maybe if you like care or something, no. I, I don't know. I just felt like that was so. It's the it's the it age was, old. It was tale. the actual truth of how the real world works, yeah, and probably how people work when you really get down to it. That I was annoyed. They just took like the. It doesn't matter um, with the power of love. Yeah, they yeah. took the the yeah. watch call it approach. Um, Interstellar. Yeah. Well, it's a little bit of Interstellar, and that's what but, Lost ended up doing too. I'd say, look, it doesn't matter faith versus science. It's like uh, Interstellar is fine because Interstellar was always pushing against the science with feelings from the in, the start. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Westworld, I don't know. Never mind. We're, this isn't what we're intending to talk about today, is it? No. And I was about to go even deeper with just reading into devs a little bit more, but no, fuck that. Um, yeah. Fuck the can, can, fuck the rest of the we world. We can actually for, go and watch that before we yeah. talk about that. Fuck the rest of the world for not having new content. As a result, what we're doing now is well, I'm not doing it, but I'm listening intently you, as somebody. You really need to go back and watch that movie, there. Yeah, I plan to. Um, what we've been talking about is the classic Universal monster movies, yeah. and something we've already always flirted with for eighty episodes of this podcast, which is we should always just go back and watch the classics. Um, movies we've never bothered to watch, but we probably should have purely because they exist and always the have. Indivisible Man. Yeah. So, what did you you've seen? What did you see this weekend? You saw the Invisible Man. You saw the Dracula. Um, the Wolfman. The Wolfman. The Wolfman. Wolfman MD and um, the creature, yeah. the creature from the Black yes. Lives Matter Lagoon. Um, Whoa. Or steady on there. Well, I'm sorry. Do you, do you do you not want ethnic diversity in your um, horror films, Logan? Is that what you're saying? Is that um, is Logan saying all creatures matter? Oh, oof, 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 man, Um, yeah. Let's start with Invisible Man because I feel like you've got the most to say about that one in particular. I mean, I may just talk about how much I like it and then be done. To be honest, I don't know. Um, it's the most aggressively just 
it, it did it make you laugh as much I, as Hollow Man made us laugh when that came out? Kind of. Yeah. It just mechanical um, boob. Um, you, you can't watch it and think it was designed to be a serious movie from the get go. Because of just how farcical it, the behaviors are. It's just an aggressive comedic prick. Yeah. He laughs madly, prances around like an idiot. It's established that he's running around butt naked and he likes to tell everyone that. <sighs> it's Hello the... there. How's it going? It's pretty good, thank you. He's not talking to me, guys. Um... No, I'm not talking to you. One second. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I'll just talk to myself. That's fine. If I could do this podcast by myself, you don't think I would? You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Turns out I was the invisible man all along. Um, I haven't watched this movie and Logan won't shut up about it. He keeps telling me to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I, I mean, I might. I'm a bit of a pushover in that way. Anyway, I'm going to hit pause because he's not going to come back and I can't maintain this level of talking alone because I don't actually know what I'm talking about. No, thank God. Um, um, I, I lasted but 20 seconds just talking to myself. Well, <laughs> it's like was... if I could do this by myself, I would. Yeah, I've, I've heard some podcasters do their like non- no guest episodes where they just talk to themselves for an extended period of time. I'm just not sure. It doesn't work unless you've got that um, Bill Burr quality where you can just talk. Yeah. Adam Todd Brown's really good at it, but he, you know, obviously does. Like, he, he always did kind of long-form opinion journalism anyway. Yeah. Semi. And it works for, um, yeah, either journalists, reporters, or stand-ups who are used to talking at a, an audience that are pretending is listening. Yeah. Like, I think if I prepared enough notes that I could get on a rant roll, maybe, but I just can't fathom it being entertaining versus having a conversation, which I feel like is much more what podcasting is suited for. But Yeah. Um, the, I mean, even from the fact that uh, the Invisible Man is both the main character and not... Ah, right. More so for most of your experience right up till about halfway through the film. Yeah. The main characters are the people of the English countryside in he has chosen to hide at and do his um, experiments to try and turn himself back, not see through. Right, okay. Because that's the whole movie. He basically worked out how to make himself see through and then went, ah, oh, shit. I, I did um, it, whoops. Now I've worked that out. I need to go and hide from everyone I know because I don't want them to see what I've done to myself until I can work out how to turn myself back. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, but he basically just ends up being a pest in a random village just in the, England. Just a sexual deviant of a ghost man. Pretty much. Just like... Um, I mean, he he's sort of initially shown to you as just like a weird man in a full-length coat and a hat and wearing a wrap around his head hiding um coming into a inn in the middle of a snowstorm and um 
Yep, that happens in the book. You know, demanding yeah. privacy and demanding to be left alone and doesn't yep. want to be looked at and he wants to draw the blinds and he doesn't want them to come in even to help him clean the room up. Um, yeah, that's basically what the book is set around as, as a man. Room, he's made a fucking mess of it and he's yep. spilt chemicals all over the place because every time he gets angry with his progress, he just starts smashing his own equipment. Yeah. Um, but it, it establishes that... Um, like another character establishes it discussing him because his is he called Griffin? same thing happens almost the exact same plot of Frankenstein yeah guys doing yeah. science gets too wrapped up in it his family and um, wife or fiance or whatever she was his best friend and his dad all go looking for him yeah yeah and also in all these movies that best friend or whatever is always madly in love with the main dude's wife oh uh, yeah that sounds about right um, it's just a thing in all these movies. They are all love triangles for no real apparent reason. Old people. Serve yeah. the plot at all. I think that possibly that's a common. How do you connect to a generic? Are you still there? I can't hear you. Yes. Yeah, I'm I here. See a thing flashing, but I can't hear you. Weird. Hang on. Okay. Once the computer instead of just the video, so I could just have clips of him running, but I never thought. Yeah, yeah. Um. That's pretty standard for um. I think movies at that time where the try love triangles are just universal, so yeah, audi- but they're, audiences they're can connect. They're entirely arbitrary. Yep. It's like yep. it's the equivalent. The, the of, other male character never has a chance with the woman. Yeah, it's the modern equivalent of um, when people throw. Well, it's, it's the modern equivalent of fucking producers interfering and throwing a love triangle into a plot because it um, they think it'll generate. It'll be great for sweeps. Do you think? Yeah, I mean, none I've... of these movies really have romance plots. If anything, all the main characters always seem to see their wife as an inconvenience. It's only the Wolfman where he's actually the one muscling in on a... On a girl. Yeah. And, um, you know, she actually responds to his advances and mm. eventually that pisses Well, of course, he's husband. a hairy dog boy. She's interested. She's into that. Um... Well, I mean, the, but it, I've read the book for Invisible Man, and you describe the main plot of that as a mysterious person that shows up and stays at a local inn during a snowstorm, um, right. and then a series of um, crimes start being committed across the village that they're in. Yeah, um, and then they eventually murder him after, like, because he goes on a rampage, and well, it doesn't go on a rampage, but he starts. You, you learn more about him. Mm. Somebody confronts him about what he's doing and all that kind of shit, um, and then eventually an angry mob kills him. Right. Mm. So, um, Angry Mob doesn't kill him in this movie adaptation. Oh, but the, it is very much about the town trying to work out what to do. Yeah. But everything he does is played off for comedy, or maybe it isn't, and it's just that's how it reads now. Um, and then he will just arbitrarily murder people. So it's like, um, does he describe it as a reign of terror? Because that's what he does in the book, pretty much. Yeah, he's just unhinged like, at that. You know, he just throws shit off walls at people, and everyone screams, and then you just hear him laughing his head off. Yeah, and then you'll just hear like, "You're an idiot! I'm going to choke you!" And he just chokes people to death occasionally. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so not he, too it's, far. It's vaguely implied that it also made him stronger. Oh, yeah. There's one point where he says, I'm strong, but it, it, I don't know whether you're supposed to understand that it's 
it's made him stronger or not. But there's one point where he lifts a man up by the man's feet and spins him around in circles. Oh, I can't remember anything like that. No, oh, okay. Um, um, but it, he, the the logical leaps he makes as well. It's like you know, I'm invisible. They can't catch me if I'm invisible. Therefore, I can take over the world. <laughs> yep, that he wants to uh, terrorize the nation in the book. Like yeah. it's not just this small village that he's in. He's just like, yeah, I don't know. He tried it on. Um, does it? He try the invisible formula stuff on on a cat first because he does that in the right. book. He tries it on a cat, then himself. Nah. Um, in this, he's just um, invisible from the start. From the start. Oh yeah, he's invisible from the start. You never actually see him do it in the book, or like oh, okay. he, he he recounts it back to somebody who calls him out on it and discovers oh, what he's actually, doing. That might have happened. Um. But um, he also seems to float between being batshit insane and being quite reasonable around certain people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's purely uh, a result of the procedure. Right. Like he's just being turned, like his mind has just collapsed essentially. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. like he's, you know, he's running through the streets smacking brooms out of people's hands and knocking people's hats off and he like kicks a guy in the bum and the guy falls in a puddle yep and then it cuts to him derailing a train and killing like a hundred people there's just no consistency with how evil or comedically maniacal he is yeah it's just all over the place and it because it's all over the place it's just bizarre and then um so Frankenstein 2 has this weird, old, shrill, high-pitched, crazy lady. Frankenstein 2 electric boogaloo? Yes. Yeah, okay. Cool. Um, that just seems to sort of appear and disappear from the movie and screech like he's doing that all the time. So I almost get the sense that maybe they moved into an era of film where um, they felt the need to like spell out the plot way more thickly than they were before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this woman, that exact same woman appears in, um, oh, in this movie, the invisible man, but now she's, uh, the, the like publican's wife. It's the same actress. Yeah. Exact same actress awesome. speaks in like a shitty shrill British version of the same shit, shitty shrill voice. Cool. So it's, um, the 1930s answer to Helena Bonham Carter. Kind of. Yeah. It's um, the spinster. With what she looks like, she bit crazy. Let's yeah. give her an Oscar. Yeah, and she she overacts every single scene, and it's like she's peaking whatever old recording equipment they were nice. using back then constantly. Um, and I don't know why she's there, and I don't know why she's in the other movie as well. <laughs> and I don't know in the other yeah. movie, she seems like a crazy homeless woman right up till she marches right into Frankenstein's house, and then you're like, how does she work here? <laughs> Oh, you'll go to the school? Okay. Yeah, you'll go here. Uh, um, And then Dracula is just boring. It's just what? Oh, okay, cool. So um, they managed to capture that perfectly with um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. With um, uh, Gary Oldman. That movie was fucking boring. I don't care what anyone says. It's like two hours yeah. long and it's just fucking boring. I feel like, too, if you're trying to sell that um, weird, like, period film thing that movie was going for, 
pick somebody other than Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. Well, that's considered to be like the worst component of that film is Keanu Reeves playing an Englishman. Why? Because he can't act. Um, what, bless his why heart. was he cast as that at that time? Uh, um, he was dating Winona Ryder, maybe? Right. Who was also in that movie? Uh, okay. Um, I think maybe they started dating because of that movie. Not sure. He was a hot commodity in Hollywood mm. at that time. It was post like Point Break and post Speed, pre Speed, post oh. Point Break, post Bill and Ted. Yeah. Um, it's it's just boring. Yeah, fucking dull. Okay, cool. So the original Dracula. Who who's Dracula in that? Is that um, Bella Lugosi? Bella Lugosi. Yeah. It's yeah. It's. 1931. Um, quick fun Heaps fact: of one of the females, one of the female actresses in the Invisible Man, is the woman who she's the old lady from Titanic. What well, the main actress? Gloria Stewart. Who? Who did she play in? Yeah, that's the that's that's um, his wife. Yeah, she's she's old lady from Titanic. Oh wow! Yeah, nineteen ten to twenty ten, she lived exactly hundred years. Yeah, nominated for an Academy Award for her Titanic services role. rendered. Her services rendered. Services rendered. I'm Jodie Foster. Services rendered. Um, do they kill him? They might burn him down. Uh, um, because in the book, when he dies, his the invisibility wears off. So strangely enough, it's like connected to his pulse, his you know, blood throat running through his veins. I don't yeah, know. Okay. Brain activity. I don't know. Um, they don't really go into detail because it's not that sort of story. But yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, I I don't know. You just. You can't watch this movie and not feel like it's designed to be a co- comedy. Yeah. But mm. the something about serious filmmaking from that era is so un like it is so perfectly bad in all the right ways. Mm. It's just inadvertently become comedy. And yeah, everything I'm reading about the original, like the movie, it doesn't say in any sense that it's meant to be taken anything less than a horror and sci-fi achievement and not a comedy in any sense. Yeah, which again is crazy went to factor in. Yeah, just, I, I don't know. I don't know how you can, I don't think you can watch this and not go, this is clearly a comedy. But I'd I'd like to hear yeah, obviously somebody that saw it more, which is probably pretty hard at this point, but somebody who saw it when it was new maybe thought it was terrifying. Yeah. But as well, you can really get the sense that, that um, there's a big achievement about the way he takes off his coat and hat and his face wrap and there's no person inside it because oh, it's a... Yeah. How they managed yeah. to pull that off, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Just the, the sort of editing tricks. That I can only imagine it's yeah full of... Um, in like revolutionary scenes yeah in that sense happens like three times in the movie that he takes his wrap off his face and it disappears i um i've no clue how off the top of my head they did i'm guessing they just put him in a 
very clean, um, single color, like hood over his head. He unwraps the thing. Actually, half the time it's a static mannequin too. It's not his head, but I'm guessing what they did was they physically cut the whole a hole in the middle of the footage and then pasted um, same the same shot with no person in it behind yeah, it. So actual, um, yeah, key like doing key cut paste. Yeah, yeah, which isn't impossible to do. It's just laborious at that time, yeah. um, frame by frame. And if you fuck it up, you film it. You have to go film it again because you haven't made. Like, yeah, because using... that was the one set of footage you had. <clears throat> yeah. Cool though. Um, yeah, I'm sure that was a pretty big achievement in its time. Um, and so, then beyond that, but Dracula. Wolfman, oh yeah, talk about how boring Dracula was. Like, oh Dracula was so fucking boring. Just it was barely an hour and a half long. Um, I mean, it's all Bella Lugosi stares at the camera, and then Bella Lugosi moves with like wizard, with like I'm a magician hands towards with... people, and then the scene fades. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say wizard hips, and I'm like, I got those <laughs> wizard. You got those wizard hips. Um, um, there's your podcast title. Uh, I got those. Those episode titles. I got those wizard hips. Cool. Um. That's no, thirty-five minutes. Cool. Okay. Great. Um, yeah, sorry, it's boring. Um, yeah, it's it's just Bella Lugosi staring at people and yeah. them sort of doing that. Oh, is the wife going to become a vampire or is she not going to become a vampire? But they like they. There's always like a. Well, now that we've had some discussions, let's go to his basement and then we'll stab them with um, stakes while they sleep during the day. Mm. Like, th- there's there's never a mystery to be solved. It's always just, okay, well, now that we know what's going on, let's just go kill the bad guy. And they do, and there's, and there's no fight because it's daytime and he's a vampire and he's asleep. By the sounds of it, doesn't, like, from what I'm reading, it doesn't really do anything in regards to anything uh, worthwhile in terms of cinematic achievements. No, like all of the special effects were done off camera for the most part. Um, yeah, everything's cut away from. Um, it doesn't even show and bite people. The same director as the guy who directed Freaks, which I don't know if you've seen. It's the Carnival Freak movie. That I'm one of you. Ah. Uh, Me and Cullum used to joke about that all the time because we watched that at school. Um, and it was ridiculous and horrifying because they use real people with disabilities and issue and um um deformities and such like real freaks oh um but played yeah, off I'm like a horror of now. That's pretty so there was the same director so same sort of thing interesting enough movie um hard to watch just because the i don't know a combination of the people they're using and, and the way that they set them up and exploit them. It's just like, this isn't nice. Yeah. It's not done in, in the same kind of, you can get away with doing references to carnival era sort of shows and, and stories in modern era, because you're drawing into, you're actually empowering those people to some degree. And the way that you frame some of the, the American horror story season that dealt with carnival freaks was fine because it did that in the right way. But yeah, you look back at the 60, 70, 80 years again, you're like, oof. 
yeah, well, look Oof. at this. this it's is no different the, to them um, using um, um, little people for, uh, like, Wizard of Oz for the Munchkins and like, or um, Willy Wonka even in the 60s. And you're like, mm, yep, okay. Yeah. I just sent you through. Look at the Spanish, um, Spanish poster versus the American poster. We just sent it, Messenger. La Parada de los Monstruos. Mm. The Parade of the Monsters. It's like the exact same you just keep, I don't care just, what you say, mate. If you just keep speaking Spanish at me, I'll, <laughs> I'll join a, com, a commune with you. <laughs> okay. Don't even need to share wives, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the picture? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. La Parada de los yeah, and monstruos. it's like the the American one is sort of like a kooky thing, and then the Spanish one is like monsters. Yeah, it's monster blood. In the, oh, uh, is it is it supposed to be like a P.T. Barnum movie? Yeah, that's the main character. Yeah, you're right, it is. Oh, I forgot okay. about that component of it. Is, it, it this is, is another yeah. poster that just calls it Barnum. Oh. Oh, it's a French poster. Um. Yeah, okay. Um, I saw two additional films when I was looking at Dracula just now. I don't think they'll be included in what you're watching, but Phantom of the Opera and Hunchback of um, Notre, Dame. Notre Dame. Those are two other considered classical horror movies from that era. Are those in your list of things to that's part of this festival thing that you're doing? Or these no, screens? no, the, the festival's done. It was exclusively just the Universal Monsters. So Okay. Um. So with that, yeah, don't never. never. Like, if you feel obligated, watch I feel Dracula, like but don't bother. The more I'm looking at it in some of these these shots, I feel like I have seen it. I feel like yeah, I watched it at high school. Have. It's mostly just people sitting around a rich people house talking. It's it. No, I know I've seen this movie, and you're right. It's fucking boring. Between this, Freaks was similar, but Freaks was actually interesting. Um right. and. Uh, the original, um, I've got Haunting at Hill House stuck in my fucking head, but it's not that. It's, what's the original? House on Haunted Hill. House on Haunted Hill, yeah. Or just the haunting. House on Haunted Hill, because I remember the remake with Owen Wilson. (laughs) Um, But we watched the original as well. um, I thought that was was the haunting. Was it? I think the haunting is the Owen Wilson, Catherine Zeta-Jones one. House on Haunted Hill. Oh, yeah. yeah House on Haunted Hill had Tay Diggs yeah. and Jeffrey Rush in it. That's right. Fam uh, Kid Jansen. And Eyebrows Dad from the OC. And Jeffrey Rush. Oh, House on Haunted Hill is a Price movie. Yeah. That's why Jeffrey Rush is basically oh, playing Vincent Price. Locked in a large house overnight with him and... Oh, so it's The Haunting, a remake of House on Haunted Hill. No, because the haunting. So, House on Haunted Hill was nineteen fifty. Yeah, fifty nine. The remake yeah. was in nineteen ninety nine. There was also a nineteen ninety nine film called The Haunting, which is basically the same plot. Yeah, I I thought The Haunting is effectively a modern remake of the same film, but maybe. I'm but not. there's also a modern remake of the same film from the same year. Oh. it's the equiv- It's the same. Um, oh, it's just the two studios making competing films. Yeah, it's it's Deep Impact versus um, Armageddon. Armageddon. Also, both nineteen ninety nine, ninety I've seen House on Haunted Hill, but I remember The Haunting more because 
Wait, no, hang on. The Haunting... Ah, oh, that's confusing. So The Haunting was a film that was reimagining of the House of Hill... The Haunting of Hill House, which is not what we're talking about. And another remake of The Haunting of Hill House. So they're two separate stories. There's no crossover. They're just so... so basically almost the same yep okay but um they've got a history of being related okay and wolfman wolfman is slightly younger than most of the other movies and you can see it in that it's the first one that has a main character you will actually care about and hope that he does sort of survive yeah it's the next decade it's in the 40s yeah yeah um noise the yeah the the love interests actually seem to care about each other as opposed to all these other ones where they're just yeah there's, there's no real character growth or interaction it's just plot kind of in plot just told at you yeah um and you know it it has a a coherent plot for like the first time in any of these movies the connecting pieces there, and I think that's part of the studio system or structure at that time. Um, mm. The guy who played the Invisible Man is in a supporting role in The Wolfman, as well as Bella Lugosi. So it's all very yeah. insular and incestuous yeah, in that it's, sense. It's They're using the, the same of... bit players. Right, yeah. Um, and if you've seen the Benicio Del Toro Wolfman, mm-hmm. you've basically seen a bit of more written version of the same plot right so they faithfully adaptated yes the movie but possibly um, achieved I, more because it's, it's benicio kind of looks like a wolf boy and he played wolf boy benicio played wolf boy in uh peewee herman's big adventure right i don't know um benicio and even like wolf anthony hopkins boy, is a really good peewee analog for the guy that played the guy's father in the original but in the original the father isn't in fact like a multi-generational werewolf yeah yeah teenage benicio played um duke the dog-faced boy as a circus freak in peewee uh, big top peewee the sequel okay to peewee's um, big adventure right yeah because someone had already decided 30 years prior to him being a wolfman that he looked like a dog boy so cool just, I just got that furry faced look. Yeah, it's just like Brad Pitt if uh, Brad Pitt was also uh, a werewolf. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then Creature from the Black Lagoon mm. is an actual movie. But well, you- obviously it's from the 60s or 50s or something, so it's well older than most, well newer than most of the other ones. Yeah. But. Um, 54, so another 10 year jump from, from um, sure. Wolfman. Yeah. Um, they go to a location. They find something archaeologically. That's peak fifties sort of. Uh, um, they, mm. they, the one of the guys says, "Well, you know, it looks like the river has eroded this area, so maybe the rest of what you're looking for is downriver, where it pulls in a lagoon." They go, "Okay, well, let's go look, check out the lagoon." Oh gosh, Mister, that way. makes sense. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then they go into the lagoon, and that's where the whole creature from the Black Lagoonness ensues. Lake Placid, yeah, classic. Um, um, 
yeah, again, even more so than Wolfman, like there are characters, there is a plot. The um, this one now has a lot of sh- shooting underwater. Um, I love the fucking co- the costume is fucking cool. cool. Yeah, I maintain that's you one of the coolest designs. You're like that is better quality than a lot of monster costumes and movies you see now. Yeah, it's also I think Charlotte said there's like six or seven different costumes used throughout the shooting of the film. Yeah, that makes sense. That's pretty standard for that sort of stuff. But it's yeah, because there's like his underwater one, which the actor is actually you know swimming in, but apparently it didn't have an oxygen supply. Oof. Um, yeah, and it. Clearly uh, doesn't 50s. have eyes or a, like an open mouth. Yeah. Then there's the land one that actually has quite surprisingly like good looking and believable sort of fish eyes. Yeah. Um, but and they they even like have to you know they fight it for a while every time they shoot it with a spear gun it basically does no damage. Yeah. And then they sort of work out well they have to use like a um some sort of powder stuff that you like dump in the water and it makes fish go unconscious mm. um, so eventually they just huh. knock him unconscious and then they sort of follow him to his grotto and they're kind of gonna shoot him but then they don't and they leave because they're still they're like underwater scientists so they're not bad people um, but like you know, it ends sequentially quite vaguely, the smaller he... characters get knocked off through the film like happens oh. in a real horror movie yeah like a trage- like what we come to expect of, yeah um, yeah the... like you can see early days but you can see that this is starting to understand what makes a sort of standard horror movie work, yeah. especially like a yeah, monster based one mm. it's it's really good it's not perfect it's show me a, mod- show me a modern horror, horror movie horror. that is like we yeah, still giggle exactly. at some of the stupid components of it um what this and, is doing is opening uh, a can of worms for us to explore some of the some of the adjacent horror movies or just sci-fi movies of the time because i've clicked into obviously i mentioned hunchback and uh that other one but house of wax yeah, from the same era as the Creature original from, House of Wax. Original House of Wax is from the same era as Creature. Wait, what? Uh, I, 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 um, IMDb searched Creature from the Black Lagoon. The second result is Matt Myero <laughs> and a um, okay, a trailer for Aquatine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, neat. But it's also it's the first one that I was like, oh, holy shit, this is in sixteen by nine. Yeah. Um, which was actually surprisingly jarring when you get used to all the other films that very much aren't. Still ends a bit abruptly, but yeah. at least it has a plot conclusion. There's so um, many cancelled remakes of Creature. It's so interesting to read. John Landis tried to do it, which, fuck John Landis, he killed children. Um, yeah. John Carpenter tried and failed. Peter Jackson tried but failed and chose to do King Kong instead. Uh, Ivan Reitman tried to do it. Uh, the guys who were working on who did the Mummy in 1999 tried to do it and failed. Del Toro tried to do it, obviously, very much like in 2002, and so he obviously turned that into um, um, the fish mm. fish sex movie. Um, right. A guy named Brick Brick Eisner tried to do it, but whatever. 
Um, Breck. Breck. And Eisner was inspired to shoot on location by the film Fitzcarraldo. Cool. Fitzcarraldo, that's the... Um, yeah, I know. That's the... the, the, the that's yeah. the Werner Herzog film. Is, yeah, Werner Herzog movie. Werner Herzog. Oh, okay. So there's a Creature from the Black Lagoon sequel called Revenge of the Creature. Yeah. Um, which we, we need to sit down and watch Fitzcarraldo. We've said that it's 157 minutes long. You tell me. It's two and a half hours. Of All right, we'll life. do it drunk. Yeah. Well, they did it drunk. They made it fucking drunk based on the book. Yeah. The, um, the, um, yeah. God damn. Yeah, I, I can't. I haven't finished that book yet. I, I started it during lockdown and just. Okay. I got it near the tail end of lockdown and. Obviously, life started up again, so I never yeah. sat down to finish it again, but I've still got it. Well, for some parts of the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, how you doing, rest of the, the world? Of that suit, just how good that costume is. <laughs> That's I mean, genuinely like, what his, I'm looking at right now as well, is just the suit, because it looks fucking his cool. His throat swells when he breathes. Oh, that's fucking cool. Like he's got proper sort of gill neck going on. Um, also, I noticed that the old ship captain that's just like a crazy drunk racial stereotype guy is it in the sequel mm. see what i loved about this concept just as a pure concept is that he's it doesn't seem as goofy as bigfoot but it's basically the same sort of thing where it's like hang on a second how many of these fuckers are there why is he seemingly the last of his kind yeah it's not quite king kong where it's like you get an understanding of why he's the last of his kind because monsters but this guy just shows up, seems to take an interest in human females, and uh, is intelligent and humanoid. Yeah. I mean, I thought it would be like um, King Kong, where he and the female would share an emotional connection, but it's not yeah. that at all. Or even, I mean, I liked what Del Toro did with his fish sex movie, where it's like, no, no. This this woman was also possibly whatever they were too. She just washed up on shore as a baby with gills, and that's why she's mute. She really? Was, yeah, that's how the movie ends. It's like it turns out that she. I thought he just healed her different, so she could go with him. Ah, I thought he had healed her. What were gills that were never used because she was rescued and um, raised out of water? I mean that. Probably makes more sense than what I was thinking, but I genuinely don't know. Which is why she was actually mute. It was the actual phys- physiological reason why she couldn't speak was because she didn't have a voice box. Mm. In the same way he didn't. Yeah, that, I mean, which is why they were attracted to each other. But no yeah, idea. um, but uh, you look at the design of this original one, and you think maybe just actually an alien who, you know, got stuck on the planet and. Yeah, he's just, um, he is very sort of similar to um, Frankenstein, where you sort of see, he just, uh, the camera turns, looks uh, at him, and he goes, <laughs> and then people scream and run away from him. Yeah. He's just got to get that fish dick. Pretty much fish dicks. Old Kanye. We miss the old Kanye. Um, do, you, do you hear the latest Kanye news? Uh, that he can, compared um, uh, Chris Jenner to 
Kim Jong-un and wants to divorce her and talks about abortion. Like, kept wanting to abort his last child. Yeah, and that... Um, didn't he say that he tried to divorce Kim and they just tried to get him put in a mental ward? Yeah, yeah. 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 I love it. And he's... He's the next logical pick for president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, he's genuinely just—he's just an under-medicated man. Yeah, it really seems that way. Yeah. I mean, it's—I don't know how you don't end up mentally ill. Just this is what happens by being when that famous. Well, I was just thinking, this is what happens when those that we see in those creative industries die early on from abuse of some kind. Oh, you think this is what they would turn into if they didn't die? Yeah. So this, these people aren't meant to live this long. Their brains aren't yeah. equipped for it. They're meant to do something amazing and revolutionary uh, and break down so many creative barriers and then die. I mean, he did it well. Into, like he was, He's still making good shit, but it's less and less good because it's more and more crazy yeah and i think he's um you know you you inevitably end up in a world of your creation when you're that famous yeah so all of a sudden he's in a world of his own and because of that he's got no strife to give him any creative you either pivot and drive or meaning yeah and you either pivot and you vaguely retire from what it is that actually made you famous in the first place or you become what he's become like yeah, I, I mean, we I think, think a of, lot of people sort of find something they're shit at and try and pursue that just well, so we they think can about, experience adversity. Yeah. Yeah. If we think about all of our uh, frozen water uh, rappers, Ice Cube and Ice Tea, yeah, they pivoted away from, they stopped making yeah. albums and they just started got into, acting. got into acting, writing movies, showing up and shit, and just being personalities, and that worked out for them. Yeah, um, so. Can Kanye act? Is that what we're asking? Uh, I don't. Mm. He's gone too deep. He's too much like Prince now, where he could show up in things. But you just have to be Kanye. We can't. I don't think he has the empathy to be anything else, to pretend to be anything else but himself now. Yeah. He couldn't I ever put himself in the head of pretending to be fallible and a relatable character or just a character full stop he could do a hyper realized version of himself like so he's he, he's basically the steven seagal of the rap industry yeah well, he could do uh, you know mike tyson shows up in movies from time to time as mike yeah. tyson he could do that playing hyper uh, a little less lisp mike i think you're laying it on a bit hard <laughs> oh um I just love the story that he was completely stoned out of his mind during the Hangover movies and actually hit Zach Galifianakis. Didn't knock him out, but hit him. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's oh. terrifying. Yeah. Like, there's nothing... Zach also high? Because I feel like that makes that more okay. Maybe, but the idea of somebody who you already consider to be very volatile and unpredictable, we're also going to... Basically, we're going to grab this grizzly bear of a human being and drug him not that they did it he was drugged himself but you already think something dangerous and unpredictable is dangerous and unpredictable and then you make him drugged out of his fucking skull 
imagine not realizing that until after the fact and realize Jesus Christ, I could have died because he was drugged out of his fucking mind. What what was he on? Because he it was just stoned. He was just on like smoke, oh, because he dope. he's like yeah. a wake and bake stoner these days. He yep. he credits that with helping him get out of being yep. an yep. angry man. Yeah, and that's what he was at the time as well. He's just wake and bake stoner, which is nothing too bad. But you never know when. Yeah, at the time, I don't think anyone really understood if he had levels of psychosis or considering he's a boxer, traumatic brain injury. When you combine marijuana with that, even still, it's going to create issues, potentially. Um, yeah, fair point. Because it's an altered state. So that's, I think, that's yeah. the only caveat, the only bad, <clears throat> the only potentially bad side effect to marijuana is is on those who already have psychotic he, issues. But he's not psychotic. So he's, no, he's but just, he... he, um, he he's been trying to open like a weed ranch, right? Yep, yep. But by, by the sounds of it, it's been pretty successful. Like he's just doing Even it. Even now. Um. Oh, sorry, I was getting a phone call. Um. What during Corona shit? I'm not sure. Yeah, I've you know just I, I really followed it. Everyone's sort of business ventures that made sense six months ago don't make sense now. Yeah, and yet at the same time, you see production still taking place, and the we- like the weirdest productions and the weirdest combinations of things still happening. Like. Yeah, like you sent those corridor corridor. Um Yeah, though I think they just found a way that was within the law to do what they wanted to do. Yeah, and so there's pockets of that, but it's not consistent. So I'm like, okay, why can't mm. big productions start then if they do all of that in different ways? Just... Well, so I think um it's in terms of liability, whereas that's just a company whose employees choose to turn up. True. And I suppose if you've got six people who sign waivers, then it's on them. But if you've got three hundred people at any given time, yeah. who won't sign waivers because they're unionized or something? Um, yeah, in varying right. degrees. On a film shoot or whatever, too, it's all you know, like well, everyone's unionized. Your insurance company won't cover that, and they won't cover that. So basically, we just have to shut down the entire project. Yeah, because what they will cover is a blanket shutdown of production. So yeah. they're still getting paid. Yeah, we'll probably be totally fine with redoing production just in a more third world country with more lax legal rules. Yeah. Uh, um, what was the other thing? Fuck, what was I going to say? Mm-hmm. Popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the fact that Gabe Newell's popped is, has lived in New Zealand through this entire world, fucking but... time and no one knew. <laughs> no. I mean, he's a low key as dude. Yeah, but how does a billionaire, like, hide in this country? Well, a bunch of billionaires turned up pre-lockdown. Yeah. I don't know whether he ever made a secret of it, but I guess it's sort of like, well, who's going to find out? Well, he's would have been one of those. He doesn't have a social... Yeah, he wouldn't have been promoting that he's in New Zealand. He would have been talking about it online. Nothing. He would have just been doing his own thing. It'd have been a way hecky, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, And I do... I struggle with the idea there's I've heard multiple interviews with billionaires who've like escaped to hide places and people have said things like, you know, how do you feel? How's it feel being away? And they've all said, Oh yeah, I miss like my family and stuff. And to every one of those people, I respond, you're a billionaire. You could have flown out your entire family and everyone you knew and still been 
perfectly financially fine. Literally, con- cost is no object. No matter how much money it costs to get each individual person through into yep. this country and set up, it would have been fine. You knew exactly what yeah. you were, you were doing. Yeah. Yeah, he was just working from home from New Zealand. I wonder. Yeah, with him, it was a little bit different. He was here in early March, and then lockdown happened. So, and I, I think at that point they weren't able to fly people. Here? I think he had the option to leave, but he didn't have the option to bring people in uh, at that yeah. point. So he was like, fuck it, I'll just stay. Yeah. Um, because I've got a couple of people with me. That's all that matters. He's got his extended family. I think that's overseas, but his family's with him, right? His partner's I with have him. no idea. I don't even know if Gabe has a family. I don't know anything about the man. No. Uh, what I read is that he had a business partner here with him and his wife. All right. At least. Um, He's gone the route, in terms of his image, what he looks like physically, he's gone the route of what I expected of a nice billionaire to go down. He went from a weird-looking nerd dude, that original image that we always had of him in our heads from, like, early 2000s, yeah. um, to just an old, rich-looking grandpa uh, who yeah. just lives on a beach now. Yeah, and he's got, like... Um, and he's only, like, 50-something, isn't he? Yeah. 57, yeah. He's got, like, the really long hair. He never doesn't wear jandals. Yeah. Wears white all the time. Yeah, he's always wearing like. Um, it, it makes me laugh because I always think you know, like you, the richest you cotton can always whites. guarantee that his uh, um, clothes are expensive. Yeah, but just him being who he is, looks kind poor. Of doesn't matter. Yeah, he went from wearing the polo shirt, um, like the blue polo shirt of um, an out of shape IT nerd of the nineties and two thousands to just wearing. The rich Silicon Valley, uh, yeah. casual who gives a fuck, grow a beard. Uh, I, I am I am disappointed he ditched the um, the the perfectly round glasses. Yeah, <laughs> felt like that was a that was him. Classic Gabe move. Yeah, um, and it made him look like Fat John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's right. okay. Alternative title for the podcast episode is Fat, Fat John. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's so obvious once you say it, but I wasn't even thinking that. Um, yeah, he married his current wife the same day he founded Valve with his business partner. Sure. I just read that on his Wikipedia. But and those are the two people he was here with, I think. Oh, okay. Um, I think he's got a couple of sons too. Yeah, hasn't said. Uh, yeah, he's got a son. Somebody called Gray. Gray. Yeah. Ah, he was from the early Microsoft era. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like an OG Microsoft spin-off person. He's just sort of another one of those people. Who came from that world and decided, no, nah, I want to make games. He's exactly who Microsoft should have brought in to, to create like Xbox. Yeah, right? actually, good point. Um, Maybe they tried to. He talked to Rocket Lab, apparently, while he was here. Yeah, it might have just been out of curiosity because when he was asked online if he was going to be at the event he's setting up in Auckland, and he said, "Yeah, you'll probably find me at like the um, at the racing car drivers table or something." Is that what you're going to have like race car drivers there? Wait, what? Yeah, and I think it's. Do you mean like like he's going to have driving simulators? Or? I'm not sure, or if he's just going to have famous um, uh, 
yeah, like motorsport people are there or something. Yeah. Fair enough. Just because he can. Because he likes those people. But yeah, who did he meet with? He met with Rocket Lab and Weta. He visited Weta as well, which makes Makes sense because Weta has both a gaming department and a everything. Yeah, and also just he is very... He's just he's a billionaire. He would have just been like, hey, Peter Jackson, can... Yeah. Show me... Yeah, like, the country's in lockdown. What are you doing? I'm not doing anything. You want to go walk around all of these amazing movie sets right now? Cool, okay, cool. Yeah. She's actually um, a lot thinner than he used to be. He's old. Yeah, now he's just like fat man old. Yeah. Or old man fat. Or, um... Rather. Old, old, old rich, just existing yeah he aged into his fat yeah yeah and there's nothing wrong with that isn't at no. this point no one's looking at him and thinking jesus man uh go for a run or something no nah, and yeah you look at him now you sort of have that i think he appears to take care of himself quite well or his wife or his people do yeah but give me a sec yeah okay i'm recording I liked the fact that the website that they apparently set up, I haven't looked at it yet, the website he set up for this event and such, Yeah. Um. he obviously just paid the right people in New Zealand to do things locally for the right sort of messaging and shit, but um, used all the right amount of Tadeo that you'd come to expect just from a local enterprise doing something like this oh, yeah. Um. and talking our language really, really well. In terms of the sort of thing that you'd expect to see, I mean, from what I mean, it's positive. Yeah, I'm. I'm also yeah. pretty confident that. Yeah, if New Zealand can so claim well. Gabe Newell as his as uh, can claim Gaben as their adoptive, like he's ours now. Yeah, I'm okay with that. America's going All to right, shit. Awesome. He doesn't need to go home. No, it's it's screwed. We need a new Peter Jackson type because Peter Jackson's a bit of a dick now. Um, yeah, he's questionably anti-union for this company but a uh, country but i also realized that he um he understands that the studio system is exceptionally like studio system and if you don't yeah allow it it just doesn't work yeah i don't think he's become a product of what uh of the environment he's in he's just playing the game potentially yeah yeah he knows that if you're not he's not he's Oh, okay, he's, there you go. Yeah, ultra um, rich, but he can't bankroll entire movies on his own, whereas Gaben can just literally do what he likes. Yeah. And people so will just fold. Yeah. Darren Kelly, uh, drift racing driver, is there at the family fun day thing. That's probably what he meant by the racing cut. Right, okay. Gaben. Who's Blake VR? I hope what we start to see now is a whole bunch of different famous rich people who have been here since day one of lockdown. Yeah, Peter Thiel's been here for a while. I had read that, uh, who was it? Was Reese Witherspoon here? Really? Yeah, I don't know. There were people here that were like, hang on a second, are you really here right now? Or it might have been Benedict Cumberbatch. There were just different people who were here for different things that just ended up being here. For periods of time. Yeah, okay. Um, 
I'm reading just a. I just googled Gaben in Auckland, and the first one that came up was a, a story on stuff from 2013 talking about Valve's corporate structure. I'm like, huh. And it's a well-crafted, very, very long article. Just talking to them it's about their business. It's a very interestingly set up business. Yeah. You basically get to, it's almost like a uh, graduate program. You pitch what you want to do, they give you support, and you have to report back within the given time period. And if you don't... um then it's over present something valuable yeah or at least justify why you think it should be cancelled um they basically you kind of just lose your job that's an ideal kind of way to be like fuck it you've got three months bury yourself into this work and see what comes out of it if you don't deliver anything that's fine you try i mean and it's literally like if it's worth shelving then so be it yeah like I think it was more than four or five teams tried to make Half-Life 3 and they all got shelved. I love that because what happens there is a quick reskin and then you've got each, you've just got new games. Yeah, pretty much. um, Running on the same engine so they all have the same feel to them and you just get enjoyment from non-canonized kind of material. I'm okay with that. Especially considering if it's running on Valve. I mean, if they'd ever release it, but I don't know whether they would. No. Um, but if you think back to the old, the golden age, you had Half-Life 1 and 2 and like Time Splitters and all these games that were essentially the same fucking thing um, in terms of like feel and movement yeah. and shit. Uh, and none of them had anything connected to them except for the fact they ran on the same engine. Did Time Splitters run on the... Did it not? Engine? I don't think so. Huh. Time Splitters was... Dota did, didn't it? Yeah, but um, are you, or are you just thinking like Counter Strike or something? Yeah, maybe. I just remember Time Splitters being just as smooth to run through and things like um, it was just probably just the same era, so it's just probably Time Splitters was a game that felt really good to play. Yeah, still does. Oh, hold on, I probably Free just... Radical. Oh, it might actually be. Oh, oh that's why it's made by the same people that made Perfect Dark and 007. Uh... Goldeneye. Yeah, so I was just conflating uh, tactile game feel to something. Yeah. Oh. I'm eating a sandwich. You're eating a sandwich? Oh, no, and that's fine. And we're working through it. We'll fix it in post. Um, no, we, we can probably wrap Chinese, up the America is closing a Chinese consulate. Sorry, the, in America, they're closing one. The the Chinese consulate in Houston is being told to close, and they're getting uh, pushing them out. Um, yeah, because I'm starting to see articles now that are essentially saying we're in a new Cold War, um, and it's just going to be just as expensive and just as pointless, and it's with China. Um, Can at least somebody get nuked? No, because that defeats the purpose of a Cold War. Um, I mean, it's yeah, ultimately they just fuck a- with other countries, just not each other. Well, when they start calling it a Cold War, what they're really saying is it's been a Cold War for the last 15 years, um, but we weren't allowed to say so, just in case. Now, they're pissing off pretty much everyone in the West, including New Zealand, with the way that they're doing shit, um, even though we're still not really calling them out on it. Oh, uh, shit. Did you read that story today? What? Two pro... Um, not pro, two anti-CCP activists who have been operating out of Wellington. They lead a march 
through the CBD yesterday, which I saw. They yeah. they fucking died today on on like a motorway accident that's being investigated by um investigated by police to make sure there isn't any foul play. And that lady that's being silenced and being harassed by the CCP, that um, Emery Brady, she's a um, academic based out of Auckland who's been yeah quite well known for being harassed by them, has been like blasting up social media saying, like calling out all the facts and like, these guys were massive in the anti-CCP movement. And the day after they run a massive Wellington-based event during the weeks of, of New Zealand kind of criticizing China... They show up dead, specifically those two in a car accident. Sabotage questions after Chinese activists killed. I had no idea this was. It only just happened like late this afternoon. So obviously the tail end of us giving a shit about our work day. Right. Um, but yeah, like they were here yesterday doing their thing and now they're dead. Others injured, I think that this Amory lady has been talking to in hospital, but yeah, yeah, it all points to foul play in my head. It's just New Zealand's not calling it out as foul play yet because they're just, they, they don't suspect foul play because accidents happen in New Zealand and road accidents happen in New Zealand. But come on specifically to, yeah, I don't know. I don't buy it. They were on their way to present a petition to the government asking them to take the issue of CCP political interference in New Zealand's democracy seriously. Yep. Fuck. Actively fucked. Let's bring up their names so we can call attention to this. Um. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, they were driving on their way to Parliament. Sorry, they probably weren't in Wellington. Sorry, there was a march yesterday in Wellington about this stuff. Um, Not necessarily anti-CCP. They were, um, the march yesterday was about... There were two uh, massive anti-China activists and they died today in a car crash that people are saying... "Eh." In New Zealand, on their way to Parliament. In New Zealand, yeah. On their way to Parliament. Yes. In Tokoroa. Make sure that door stays shut. Okay. That is fucked up. MPs ask about sabotage. Yep. Uh, Wang Lesheng and Ji Wei Guo. A third member's alive and in hospital. Yes. Um, Yu Hongming is recovering in intensive care in Waikato Hospital. He's the Secretary General of the New Zealand Values Alliance. So these guys are like pro-New Zealand, pro-democracy, Chinese people, anti-CCP. And two out of three of them is dead. New Zealand Values Alliance. Um, I think the New Zealand Values Alliance might be a bit of a little slightly right-wing thing. I mean, end of the day, it's like fine as long as they're still just upholding the basics of democracy. They can be slightly conservative um, in nature. But if they're being neoliberal, fuck them. Um, but I suppose neoliberalism still trumps fucking whatever the fuck China is. Um, 
to a question from Labour MP Claire Curran. Brady said, there's a lot of debate in the Chinese community, which is very, very worried that there could have been sabotage involved in the accident. Whether there is sabotage or not, the fact that this wasn't an instant response for the people in that community shows how vulnerable they feel and how unsafe they feel. Yeah. Police were investigating the crash and said they should consider all possibilities. If they didn't know to look for sabotage, perhaps they wouldn't look for this. Yeah, they were like key players in the Chinese community here. Whether no matter what their um, standing was, they weren't pro CCP. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of just points to we are literally at a turning point where Western nations are kind of having to act, actually finally put their feet down and say no, China, no. Yeah, um, and yeah, that's my my apologies. They weren't. Um part of the Wellington cohort from yesterday that I thought they were. Ah, okay. I was uh, confusing two different issues relating to... There was a protest yesterday. Retraction. Yeah. There was a protest yesterday in Wellington about the treatment of... Not the um, the Muslims, but the, um, uh, the group that were uh, specifically being targeted for their organs over in China. Isn't that the Uyghur Muslims? That's what I thought too, but apparently not. I mean, I think in China, basically, if you're a dissident, you can be harvested. Yeah. They've got a law that says a criminal can choose to um, have their organs, like, can give their organs up after death. Yeah, yeah. And that's why there's so many people just... Oh, he died in custody. Or death penalty, death penalty, death penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's a black market. No different to the industrial prison complex in America yeah. with uh, minorities. At least. I mean, the, the big thing about China is uh, it. I don't understand how if the entire West starts to just boycott them as far as letting them sell their products, their economy should tank and they will kind of lose power and by extension, I think their government will sort of fall apart and get a big shake-up. Yeah, exactly. It's um, um, but then I mean they've got contingencies. They're trying to attack. The what attack is the wrong word, but they're trying to break their way into the democracies of very different countries, and they've basically got a pretty strong stranglehold on Africa at this point. Yeah, and I mean, shit, that's interesting to think because we. Well, based on the current um, predictions of population growth, you're really only going to see population growth in Africa in a hundred years' time, right? Every everyone else is going to be shrinking. Um, yeah, even with that. migration efforts, they're still going to be shrinking. Or is it birthing rates, or is it just population growth? Are those those are two uh, separate things. Africa and some of the Indian nations, I think it was, were going to be the only countries that are still going to be experiencing population growth. Everyone else is going to be in decline. Interesting. Because, the, yeah, okay. And that's not even taking into consideration what people do with migration. It's just purely from a, uh, who's having children. Well, the suggestion, yeah. Yeah. The Who- suggestion is that once we get to the third day, ah, uh, third, once we get to that, 
point in the future, mm. um, immigrants will start to be something that can- countries actively campaign to get to come to their countries. Yeah, there's going to be a turn, right? We're going to need... Um... become a commodity because you want to grow your population and it's damn impossible to do it any other way. Yeah. Um, it's going to go beyond just trying to fill low income, uh, low earner, like keeping incomes low and um, getting people in to do the jobs that no one else will do. Yeah. It'll become, yeah, a matter of we need to boost populations. Um, I mean, Japan is the future essentially in that sense, right? They're the leading example of where the rest of us are probably heading if we don't do something different. It's too expensive to have kids over there. Uh, For some reason, their culture is so heavily fucking um, repressed that sexuality just becomes non-existent to a lot of people. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, Surely, although if you think about that, if you spent generations upon generations making people feel guilty and ashamed of their bodies and sex... Surely the result is a, is a sexual revolution, like the, what happened in the West. We spent hundreds of years telling up, telling you know white colonialists yeah, to I be think, ashamed of their um, bodies, and now boom. That was never coupled with what Japan has, which is a work till you drop dead attitude. <sighs> yeah, that's true. And a society that is so increasingly competitive that. Although maybe it did, like uh, not not in not in the twentieth like century. Not in the 20th century, but maybe in the 19th century. Like when, you know, um, people lived to the when they were maybe 40. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe that was the live and breathe of people was just to work, 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 and then die, drop dead, have 16 children, 19 of them die. I don't know how that makes sense, but the math is there. Um, <laughs> um, maybe Japan's just doing a more modernized version of that, that there will be some sort of... I mean, there's got to be something radical that drops that th- somebody needs to throw a grenade in in society at any given point in time. Like the only reason the West had their boomer booms is because of the war, right? So yeah, I mean, we're we just want to take I, that you know. particular boom is kind of the the after effects of which is what will be felt with a massive age population the world over. Yeah during this decline period it's what we're doing just another like it's the boomer's fault situation yeah what we need is a perfectly crafted engineered virus of some kind that specifically targets the elderly (laughs) huh you know in this in this paradigm like we are that generation of elderly there are too many of them yep okay cool um, yeah, we're fucked. Um, unless we can download our brains into um, robot bodies or the internet. Yeah. We need to reboot this, essentially. We need to go reboot. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, we're going to wrap up here. We've done pretty Sweet. well. We're, we're dialing off. I've got to go anyway. Um, I do too. Mm, but this has been Wyatt Shut. And yes. I've been your host, Jesse. And he's been your host, Logan. Um, we're officially two months out from the New Zealand election as I think about it now to the day what we're gearing up for is another election special which we've done we've been on the air so long this is our second election special is it? what? 8 years? 
How long has the cycle here? <laughs> three. Three years. years. Six-year-old show. No, it's a three-year-old show. This is us. We're coming up to a second. Oh, right, yeah. I was show. thinking like two sets. Of, never mind. We did it. Um, Logan did that. You're lucky you're pretty. You're lucky you're pretty. That's all that matters. <laughs> do, we, do we need to find a way to be in the same place for an election special? Shit, that's a good idea. For election night, maybe? Yeah. Should we try to organize that? It's two months Let's out. Try. It's enough time. Okay. So what month is that? What September. It's the 23rd of September. Yeah, I got nothing planned. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Shortlist for now. You talk to Charlotte. I'll talk to Nicole. We'll both talk at Cullen and cool. decide which city we do it in and go from there. Nah. I'm I feel like we come I've up, visited, right? I've that's visited our turn. your city. You got to visit mine. It's on the air. I feel like that's fair. We'll come right. to you. Cool. Cool. All right. This has been Wide Shot. Um, yes. Stop being a dick, and um, it's specifically to our one listener. Stop being a dick. Yeah, you know. And um, you know who you are. Listen to us in all the usual places. We'll do it again next time. We are. Peace out.